Hi, friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry What the Podcast with Ashley Sleek. I'm sorry, what? It's just like I showed up at your front door, bottle of wine in hand with 30 minutes of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like, who doesn't want to do that? I'm sorry, what? We're just here to talk about all those moments that make you really question what's going on in life. Like, why are you hung up over Brad from Bumble? How did Kylie get pregnant again? And, you know, why are you living at home at the ripe age of 29? (laughs) Or is that just me? I'm sorry, what? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry What the Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek, and it is my actual 30th birthday. I'm recording this in the morning on my birthday, and so I'm really sorry to those of you who love to listen at like midnight. Um, I very much understand, but you know, I've been trying to do the episode early. I tried to do it on Monday and it just didn't feel like the same. I felt like the energy was off, the vibes are off, and I was like, you know what? I took Wednesday off. I took my birthday off. Why don't we just like wake up and like actually do the 30th on the 30th? And you know what? It was the complete right move. I woke up this morning, got a call from Bestie Eloy. Um, Jenna stayed the night last night and I woke up and she literally had a 30th birthday sash ready for me. So obviously I'm in my silky pajamas gifted by her that we know I love with my sash, just fucking ready, just ready for the episode and ready for the day. So I'm so happy to be here with everybody. Um, it's, it's wild. Like 30 is crazy. I mean, I know it's kind of one of those things where you wake up on your birthday and you're like, nothing's different, but then it's at the same time, it's all different. It just feels like, I don't know. It just feels like it's going to be a good day. Unfortunately, I've been pretty sick, which like, I mean, no one's surprised, right? So what happened was a Thursday, I went into the office and I was feeling really nauseous. And I was like, I don't know, maybe a bitch doesn't want to work. Like, I don't know. I don't know her vibes. I don't know what's happening to her. And um, I was also on my period. So I was like, okay, well, that's just like the revenge of being a woman, you know, or however you identify when you have a period. And so anywho, I was, <laughs> anywho, uh, I, uh, I was like feeling really sick and then I got home and I like threw up and like a little fun fact about me. I think I've talked about this before, but I'm not sure is that I'm a liar when it comes to talking about puke. I don't know why, but something in my toxic little brain thinks that throwing up is just classier than poop. So often when I'm talking to people that I don't know, like as well, I'll say that I'm like throwing up. But in reality, I have the shits, you know, so it's it's just a normal everyday lie that anybody would go through. Uh, (laughs) But so I, you know, I I say that I throw up a lot, but in reality, that's like a very rare thing for me unless there's alcohol involved, obviously. And so that was like kind of shocking. And then Friday, I ended up staying home from work because I was still just like super, super sick. And like pretty much this whole round, even till this morning, I've just been really nauseous. So this is a downer. However, on the bright side, I did get the once in a lifetime, I feel opportunity of watching all nine Star Wars movies in one weekend. All Nine of them. I watched from episode one to episode nine. And here's the deal. Okay, listen, I know some of my non-Star Wars listeners are like, what the fuck, Ashley? And I'm no, I think it's important that we talk about this. Okay, because I mean, I saw episodes one through three, obviously, like a long time ago. 
in a galaxy far, far away, if you would. Uh, but I haven't seen them in years. And all the critics, all you ever hear about them is like, they're so bad and Hayden Christensen was shit, blah, 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 blah. Okay, this might be a little controversial and maybe it will get me kicked out of the nerd brigade, but like, I don't think those movies were that bad. However, I will say this, that I don't know if my threshold for movies is um, high, but I didn't think the acting was bad. I didn't think the movies were bad. I thought some of the dialogue was whack, but like, you know, that happens. But for the amount of hate fire that it got, I, I really didn't think they were that bad. So obviously four, five and six were perfection. I do recommend watching them in order this way, like obviously debut order, it's four, five, six, one, two, three, and then seven, eight, nine. But watching them like one through nine, you really like capture the story. And this is what bothers me about episodes seven, eight, nine. I know some of you are like, Ashley, I came here to hear your inspirational 30 speak, but like we're getting Star Wars. Okay. We're only four minutes in. There's time for the rest. Okay. So the newest movies, they obviously also got a lot of hate fire and like, I get it. They are pretty good movies like alone, but here's my beef with it because what bothers me so much is that when you watch them in order, you're like reminded at the end of episode six. And I would love to say this is a spoiler, but it's like, Bitch, these movies have been out before you were. So, like, get it together. But, you know, like, Darth Vader or whatever, he's, like, dies on the light side. He's like, I love you, Luke, and I'm going to make everything better, and I'm going to die a Jedi's death, you know? Like, that's so cute, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden you got Kylo Ren, like, I'm going to uphold my grandfather's life. And it's like, your grandfather died a Jedi, you freak. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? And then they're like, Luke Skywalker was so afraid of his powers that he's about to fucking kill his own nephew. Right. Which like that storyline's whack to me in the beginning. But then he gets defeated by Rey. Like never seen a lightsaber in her life. Rey. That doesn't make any sense to me in the beginning. Obviously, like towards the end, like whatever. But it's like I want to see this power that we were so afraid of. OK, but here's my real beef with these movies. My biggest beef is that I can't follow the love stories because there's so many and I get committed. Like when I'm in love, I'm in love. We all know that. But that, that also applies to movies. So, of course, my toxic ass loved the relationship between Kylo and Ray. But I also was like, are they going to be siblings? Like, it's just, you know, the confusion's really there because it's Star Wars. So that could happen. And um, but then you're like, oh, my gosh, but there's this, you know, relationship between Ray and Finn. But then Finn's got two other bitches on his side. So it's like everybody's in love and it's just a lot for me to handle. I need a couple to root for. I need a Han and Leia. You know, I got too many and I didn't really know what to do about that. It was it was stress. So anyway, I really uh, maximized my time being sick. And this is also to say that, like, I have really grown, okay? Because when I'm sick, I let myself be sick. And I feel like that within itself is a major accomplishment. You know, I had plans this weekend. I was super excited. I was going to go up to Sonoma County. I had a date on Sunday with the nice boy that we were talking about in the last episode, which I'm not saying he's not still on deck. However, he told me that he drinks Coca-Cola. And for some reason, that was um, some sort of ick for me. I need to move past it. You know, there's icks where it's just like you're being a little harsh. But I was like, 
don't people just call it Coke? Like, I've never seen someone spell out Coca-Cola. So listen, I need to relax off that shit. But however, I was like, oh, this will be so fun. It'll be my last date of my 20s, you know. And then I panicked a little bit when I had to cancel. I was like, what was the last date of my 20s? And then I was like, oh, my God, was it Mr. Gorgeous? Like, what a horrible experience, you know. Uh, it wasn't. It was Bad Ashley, which is fine because Bad Ashley was a growth moment for me because it was like, Mm, you're not you're not the same person. You're not like this person's not at your level, you know, and that was that was great. So we'll retire with that, Ashley. Now I'm in my 30s. So um, whatever. We're 30, flirty and thriving. That's what the sash says. So um, I believe that to be true as someone who's been accused of being flirty my whole life, not knowing it. I, I stand by it. Also, I mean, I, I do know when I'm flirting most of the time, um, but sometimes it's just a whole ass, it's a whole ass surprise. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, when I, so originally when I was recording this, um, I was recording Monday, which just felt wrong. However, it was the 14 year anniversary of High School Musical 3. And I do feel like I had to give that a moment here on the pod because High School Musical 3 is my favorite of the High School Musical franchise. It's the one that debuted in theaters. And of course, it was two days before my birthday, like Chef's Kiss. And, you know, I I loved it. I love that movie so much. I think it's got all the bops. Obviously, I was on Eloy's podcast talking about how much I love We Want It All. I want to have... Can I have this dance as my first dance at my wedding somehow on a rooftop with the same choreography and it raining? I don't think that's too much to ask. I just don't. I think we can make that happen. Um, Also, just to share something important um, with you all. I talked about this on TikTok and no one seemed to care. So obviously I had to. Oh, hold on, everybody. My mom's calling. I was going to ignore calls on the podcast. I feel like since she birthed me, that would be rude. So we're, we're doing a pause. I mean, you know, I always could like just pause the podcast and you all wouldn't know. But I felt like it was important for everybody to know that that mom was calling and she's doing great. Uh, You know, she said that I technically wasn't 30 yet because I think I was born at like 830 or something. And it was like 819. But I'm already in the sash. So we're committed. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so I learned recently. um, Okay, so what I was saying was that I talked about this on TikTok and I didn't get enough attention. So obviously I have to put it on the podcast because um, that's my whole life. I love attention. And uh, I learned for the first time at the age of 29 at this point that a Long Island iced tea doesn't actually have tea in it. Like what? You know what I mean? I and some of you might be thinking, Ashley, this is so basic knowledge. And I'm like, okay, I hear you. However, what happened was I don't like the taste of Coke and I don't like or as some would say Coca-Cola too soon. Um, and I don't like the taste of tea. So when I was given a Long Island iced tea for the very first time by my cousin, Stephen, I feel like he deserves a shout out on that one. Um, I tried it and I just didn't enjoy the taste. So I just assumed that that taste was tea. But in reality, that taste was Coke and or 12 different alcohols being poured into it. I just always thought it was literally an iced tea that you just dropped At first, I thought it was just a spiked iced tea. You know, I didn't realize it had like AMF vibes. And then I was like, oh, this has every alcohol under the sun in it. So anyways, I'm still going to stay away from them. But I just thought that I would I would let you know that in my 29 years of life, I went going thinking that a Long Island iced tea actually had iced tea in it. (laughs) Hi, friends. So it's fall. And as you all know, this means it's my power season. So I am doing everything possible to protect that good energy and i'm telling you right now my product from kitsch 
are getting you there. I am obsessed with my towel scrunchie. Literally, I just put my hair up in it, I do a little work, and then I go and blow dry, and it's so perfect. Also, for those mornings that I'm like, I cannot get out of bed to save my life, my ice roller is like, girl, I'm gonna help you get there. It is so wonderful, and also I'm getting the best night's sleep on my silk pillowcase, and they just debuted a sage green one, so if you don't think my little toxic shopping self has justified that I need it, you're wrong. I am getting one for all of my pillows. So please treat yourself this fall to one of Kitsch's many amazing items. You can use promo code AshleySleek15 for 15% off, or you can just shop the link in my bio on Instagram at AshleySleek. That's Ashley with two E's, of course. Happy shopping. Okay, so I put some questions. I put a question. <laughs> what am I talking about? I put a question on my Instagram page to see what people wanted to hear from the 30th episode. And I got, well, my 30th birthday episode. We are way past 30 episodes. We're on 118, which, you know, 18 is a very special number for me. So like we're in it to win it. Um, so I got some great questions and um, I'm going to answer just a couple of them. Uh, I thought I would do three answers per questions because like we're in threes, we're in 30s. I know she's so Clever. She's so clever. So um, I got asked advice for my 15 year old self and advice for my 22 year old self. So I decided that I would like keep both of those. because I feel like those are very different bitches and I would give them different advice. Uh, so, OK, so at my 15 year old self, what's interesting is that this would be the last year that I was like, quote unquote, Crohn's free, which I don't know. Like, I don't know if that shit was just like in it to win it the whole time and just was like, you know, it'd be fun. 15 going on 16. Let's fucking debut then. You know what I mean? Or if it was like something I got later on. Like, I don't I don't know. I've never asked and I don't have I don't have time to. So whatever. Anyways, not important. So basically, this is the last like kind of chunk of time that I had this like very different life, you know. So my first advice that I would have given my 15 year old self and I do want to preface this. Sorry, back it up, bitch, by saying that uh, I I had a hard time because at first I was like, I don't think I would change anything about my past. I mean, there are a couple very specific mistakes that I can think of that I wouldn't like do again. A lot of them include me being drunk and like getting mad at people I shouldn't have and like things like that, you know, so like those little events. But overall, like the big things I kind of fucked up on in life, like I, I don't know if I would change them. I wouldn't want to like alter anything about my past because I'm so proud of the person that I am like today. And I feel like I wouldn't have been if not for all of those things. So it was kind of hard for me where I was like, well, I don't want to change anything about the past. So like but then I was just thinking, you know, what, like what would I have, you know, maybe wanted to hear or, or been able to hear then. Um, so I still did it. So anyways, I just wanted to preface with that. that. Like she's living with no regrets is what I'm getting at. OK, so anywho, what I said about my first piece of advice is that it's OK that I don't have it figured out right away. Like it's OK that like I didn't get Crohn's and was like, oh, yeah, this is how this is how you're supposed to live your life. Like it's going to take a long time to figure out how to do it because I remember being like so pressured into feeling like, OK, well, I have to like live this great life and then be this inspiration. You know, that's what I wanted. I wanted to like, OK, well, if this bad thing was going to happen to me, 
then like I was going to make it so I live this great normal life and then other people could see that I live this great normal life, right? And what, what's been so important to me that I've learned over the years about being this quote unquote inspiration, because that is still a goal for me. Like I obviously that's a big part of the reason I do the podcast. It was a big part of the reason I got into radio and I wanted to be able to like inspire people through talking to them. And one of the most important things I learned is that people who inspire are not fake. They're not people who are lying about what they're going through or making it seem less than it really is, you know, so not knowing that I have it together right away and not having to feel so great about it in the beginning is fine. Like, I wish I would have realized that, like, it was okay to be mad. Like, I just had this conversation with Andrew, you know, we love Andrew, because I was like, you know, I'm trying really hard not to be upset. We talked on Monday and I was like, I'm trying really hard not to be upset about feeling sick. You know, I was like, I had plans all weekend. I've had to cancel on Friends of the Podcast, Caitlin and Duncan, like four times. And I was like so excited to kick off my birthday week with them. I was super excited to go up to Sonoma County. And I just, and it's hard because I didn't know how long I was going to be sick. Like, am I going to be sick for my birthday? You know? And I was like, but you know, I'm just trying not to be upset about it. And he's like, why? You know, like, You got sick and had to cancel plans and you're sick the week of your birthday. Like, I think that's a normal human reaction to be mad. So why is it bad to be? And I think I just thought for so long, like if I was mad about being sick, you know, if I let myself be mad about it, you know, it would just like overtake me or like then that would become just too much of my life, you know, or whatever. And I would just be defined by this like, sickness or whatever. And I just never wanted to be that way. I wanted to be like, no, I'm so I'm so glad that I got sick. And I am. I am. I my life is what it is now because of all the hardships that I've gone through. But that doesn't mean that there's not room for me to be fucking pissed about it. And I think that maybe if I would have let myself be mad back then, it would be a little bit easier now. And I don't think I would have got as like lost in this idea that like I wasn't supposed to be like I should just be grateful that like my illness wasn't that bad or like you know people have it worse and things like that like I was so lost in that and in reality that that wasn't helpful to my healing so I would tell myself to let myself feel all the emotions that I needed to which I'm still working on it now um I also said please do not worry about being the most well-liked person worry about liking yourself I think I was always so I never felt like I was, you know, the prettiest girl in the room or, you know, maybe not even like the nicest, but I always wanted to be like someone people felt comfortable around, which isn't a bad thing. I love that about myself. I still hold that to this day. I want to make people feel comfortable. I do want people to like me. But the difference is, is that it doesn't need to be the end all be all like it. You know, I it's okay that some people I might walk in a room with them and I'm not their cup of tea and that's fine. It's not my job to change their mind. You know, it's I just get to be me and the right people will stick around. And my last one, it was be nicer to your mom. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if she'll listen to this episode. I just obviously just talked to her. But oh, my God. I mean, teenage teenage girls are so mean to their moms, you know, historically. I know that's a stereotype, but it's also like low key factual. And I was like just mean to her and I didn't understand, you know, how hard she was working for me. And then obviously, like 
in a couple months or whatever, I'm going to get sick and she is going to be like my person, my biggest advocate, my like partner in in hospital visits and everything. So like just be nice to her, like be nicer, you teenage Ashley, you rude ass bitch. Um, <laughs> uh, I uh, OK, so advice for my 22 year old self. Uh, so she's wild. So she's like fresh out of college. You know, we love to see it. Uh, one year into legal drinking. Love that. My um, my first thing I wrote down, which you got to love it, was like, please do not get bangs with the blonde hair. It was a bad look. I don't remember at what age I did this because I was in Oregon. And I feel like when I date Jimmy at whatever age that happens, like I all black it out and I cannot figure out like. My age was like when I was in the hospital and they kept being like, when did you get lupus? I was like, okay, well, it was, you know, like a couple months into me dating Jimmy. And I was like, I don't know, that whole era for me is it's just a blockade. So anyways, I know that my 22 year old self would be prepared for that. Listen, we love the bangs with the brown hair. The bangs, the blonde hair was just a fucking mess cadet. Uh, also, <laughs> I I said, uh, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Because when I was 22, I was working at the radio station and I was living my fucking dream. I was living my dream. I had dreamed for so long about being on air and I accomplished that right out of college. Like that's wild. That's absolutely wild. So unheard of, you know, like I I just I did it. And I think the whole time I was so focused on like what's next, what's next, what's next, like where am I going to go? How am I going to grow my career? What's the next station I'm going to work for? You know, like uh, the hustle and all that stuff. And I just wish I would have sat back a little bit more and appreciated the accomplishment of just being on air. Like, don't get me wrong. I had the best time. I really did. And I am so grateful. Me getting to start my career with the people that I did with Dre and Natalie um, also I'm throwing Jen in there who is Dre's wife. Like I was looking back at my pictures and I was like, um, of like memories from around my birthday, you know, and she always would like, like we were on air hella early in the morning and she would make sure on my birthday that there was like balloons in there and all this nice stuff. And like, just really took me in. And I just, I loved her so much. And Dre was the best co-host I could have asked for. I mean, obviously next to Eloy, you know, like back it up. But I just had like professionally the best start to my career. And and Natalie was so great as a boss in promotions and just getting to watch her over all the years. And I just, I, I just, I look back on it with such fond memories and I miss it so much that I just would tell myself to enjoy it and not like be so worried about, am I going to make it? Am I going to be Ryan Seacrest? You know, am I going to do this? And I was so concerned at the future that I wasn't like appreciating what was right in front of me and all the sacrifices I had made to get to that point, you know? Um, also, I said, um, be wary of who you are letting into your heart and who you are leaving behind. Because I think too, you know, there were people that I had in my life at the time that I was so focused on, you know, like pleasing. And I was so worried about them being upset that I would kind of cater a lot to them. But then I realized I was like leaving behind other people who didn't make me feel that way. It was like 
it was kind of like um, dating in a way where you're just like a- attracted to the toxic ass men in life. I was also kind of attracted to some toxic ass friends. Like I just didn't realize, you know, I was doing so much of, of uh, you know, dimming my light to make sure somebody else shine bright. And I and I do also love about myself that I am my friend's number one fans, number one fans. I love being a hype girl. I I believe in them and I genuinely mean things that I say to my people, especially now. I think all my whole life I did, but especially right now, like I, I mean it, you know, I'm really in it to win it. But I felt like when I was, you know, especially in radio, there were people that I was like, oh, if I had an accomplishment, I felt like they needed to have an accomplishment or else like, you know, it wouldn't be balanced or like maybe they'd be upset. And I was just so wrapped up in that. That's like, you just shouldn't be around people who make you feel like you can't be yourself. The most important thing you can be in life is yourself. So if someone's making you feel like you can't do that, don't do it. Because the thing, you know, what I was saying about, you know, um, be wary of who you're letting in your heart because you're you're letting, you're leaving good people behind. It's like, I think in life we just have only a certain amount of capacity for people. And so if you're wasting all of your time on somebody who's draining you, you're not leaving room for someone who actually is in your life for a very good reason. And this took me so long to learn because I hold on to people like I I have a really hard time letting go. I always see the best in people and I do love that about myself. But like people will show you who they are. So listen, just listen. And when you hear it, let it go. It's not to say I do believe people can change. So like, you know, it's not to say years from now, you know, maybe they'll come back and you'll work out. But it's just it's so not worth your time to like leave all this room for toxic people. So I know last week I also mentioned about like things we're leaving in our 20s. And then someone asked me like, what things are you taking into your 30s? So I thought I would do both because it's fun. I like the taking into 30s has a little bit more of a positive spin on it. And I know I said last week poorly playing bachelorette parties and I stand by that. So I left it off the list this round. Um, my my first one that I was leaving into my 20s was being a blonde. I listen, I'm not trying to throw shade at myself. Blonde Ashley had her era. She had her fun. She was wild. I think that, you know, it was this great, you know, first breakup, you know, new hair kind of thing. I guess technically that wasn't my first breakup, but I was like first out of college, you know, short boyfriend, not height wise. That guy came before, Um, you know, short term boyfriend, but still kind of made me sad. So I was like, let's do my hair. And then it just like. It started with a balayage and just went to like a full blonde situation and she was fun. But I just think that that's not the vibe for 30s. I don't know. Maybe I'll change my mind. Maybe like 35 will be a blonde again. But as of right now, we're leaving it. I know one day I'm going to go back to blonde and someone's going to like clip this and send it to me and like be remember maybe my 40s. Who knows? Um, OK, also, I said doing things because someone is expecting it of me. And doing more things because I want to. I think that's one of the things that I learned the hard way. And I know I joke about this a lot, but honestly, it does kind of end up happening. But like when I do things that I don't want to do, usually something really bad happens. The best example being um, the stingray. 
I did not want to go to San Diego. I didn't want to go to the beach. I didn't want to go in the water, but I did all those things because Jimmy wanted me to do them. And then I got fucking stung by a stung stingray. Okay. And those memories are lasting. Okay. So, and then that fucker, by the way, didn't even like sacrifice shit and come up to me and be in the hospital with me. That fucker. Um, listen, we're leaving that bitterness in our twenties, but not really like, I've said it a hundred times and I'll say it again. I love to joke about like the shitty things that happened in Jimmy and I's relationship because they are comical when you look back at it. However, I don't have any like bad feelings about the relationship. It makes me laugh. Oftentimes I say now, like, I just wish he was someone else's boyfriend because he was like really fucking funny and things that happened were hilarious. Like he was funny without intention and he was just a good time to have around, but he was not fun to date. So I just wish he was like somebody else's problem and not mine. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, anyways, I think that we do so many things because we think that we have to. And I think that that kind of negates the doing things because we want to. Because I think it's hard to be authentic when you when you do something that you really don't want to do. And obviously it's like let's not cancel everything and let's be smart about it. Cause obviously sometimes your depression brain can take over and it's like, well, I don't have to do anything. So I don't want to, it's like, no, go outside. But I just more mean things that like, you know, don't serve you. And inside you're like, this is wrong, but I just don't have, I don't feel good enough to say something. It's like, say something. It's your life. Actually. The only person who's going to suffer is you. The only person suffering from doing something you don't want to do is you. And if there's somebody out there that doesn't understand that, they're not the right person to have in your life anyways. Like that's something I've learned too. Cause you know, I feel so guilty when I have to cancel plans, but I don't have anybody in my life who makes me feel that way. I just feel that way, but no one's making me feel bad about it. Cause people get it. Like shit happens and you need to be able to roll with the punches. Now, Obviously, if someone's ditching you like every fucking time, it's like, all right, like with no good excuse, like there's flags to be had there. So that's what's hard. I think that I've learned so much that life is like so not black and white, like it's gray. It really is like so you can't really make blanket statements um, because they they don't always apply. Things are different. So I think that that's also obviously important to know. But the base of what I'm trying to say is that you know, just be true to yourself and listen the same way I was saying, like, listen to people when they tell you who they are, because that is who they are. Listen to yourself about events or, you know, people you hang out with, because you'll you'll know if you don't feel good about it, don't do it. Uh, okay. I another thing that I'm leaving my last thing I'm leaving in my 20s is trying to control someone else's perception of me. I talked about this a little bit in the things I was like leaving about or, or in advice I would give my 15 year old self and my 22 year old self about, um, you know, just just having good people in your life and all this stuff. But what's hard for me is that when I when I do walk in a room, you know, and I think that somebody doesn't like me, then it becomes my whole mission to change their mind. Like if I think that, you know, someone's got an idea of me, I'm going to work too hard to change my mind when in reality, if I'm just living my my authentic life, people will see me. They will. And if they don't like me, that's OK, which is a very tough lesson for me to learn because I, I like being well liked. 
And, and, you know, I think there's good parts of that. Obviously, as we just said, gray areas. I like that I want to make sure that people feel good and like they feel good being around me. But if somebody doesn't, that's on them. Unless I did something seriously to make them feel comfortable, then that's on them to tell me. And then we can work that out, right? But if someone just doesn't like me because they've already put a perception of, of me in their head, that's their problem and not mine. And I, it all ties together. Like, and I'm not going to leave room in my heart for people who don't see me for me. That's just, we're not interested. So, um, okay, so some things I'm taking into my 30s. My first one said Andrew in all caps, LOL, but seriously. And LOL, but seriously, we're taking fucking Andrew in. I mean, like, I think that therapy is so important, obviously, but um, I, I just can't advocate for it enough. And I know how hard it is to find a good therapist. That's why I was serious about taking Andrew, because, you know, I've had some tough ones, some people I didn't like, some people who hung up on me, um, you know, different things. And it, it's like, it's so nice to find somebody. I mean, obviously he calls me out on my shit all the time. I can't remember this last Monday. He said something and he's like, cause we were talking about next steps and, and things. And he's like, okay, but don't do this. And I was like, you know, it's a little annoying that you knew I was already going to do that. You know, um, I just, you know, I, I love him and I just advocate for people, even if you don't think that you need it, you do. And it's not something you have to do every week. You know, you can do it biweekly, you know, and uh, but the thing is, it's kind of like something he said to me was you we were talking about tools for dealing with different like emotions, you know, and we were talking about journaling and we we're talking about coloring. And he's like, but don't just do them when you're upset. Do them every day. Have a routine of it. And then like, obviously, you can use it again when you're upset, but then you're like used to it. And it becomes a habit. So it might already negate some of these emotions from even starting. And I never thought about that. I was just always thinking about tools in the tool book for when I was feeling having a panic attack or feeling anxious or feeling depressed or feeling angry. And I constantly this is what I've thought my whole life. And what I said when I started, I was like, I just want tools to be able to handle this. But I didn't realize that the tools were actually for all the time. And when you do it regularly, like that's helpful. Like, hello, duh, obviously. Right. So then if you start going to therapy before maybe there's like a big issue that you think you need to go to therapy for, actually, you've been in it. So maybe when that big thing happens or whatever, you might just be more well equipped to handle it, you know, than you would have if you weren't. So I just really advocate for it. I also think it's one of those things where it's something you're doing for yourself. And I know how hard it is for us as people to, you know, really take time for ourselves because we're like, no, we don't think we deserve it. We think that we have to do things for other people. And so, you know, taking me time and all this stuff, like it's always kind of been this idea that that's, oh, that's selfish and blah, blah, blah. But in reality, it's not. It's very much needed. And uh, so, you know, if 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 you take this time, it's literally just you like the whole fucking thing is focused on you and, and you need that and you deserve it. So anyways, I'm obviously taking Andrew into my 30s. And then I said confidence. I feel like I was talking to Jenna about this last night about, um, you know, the Jimmy breakup. And, you know, I was like, I'm so glad that that happened because it kind of like unlocked a confidence in me of like, you know, choosing me. That was like kind of the spark that kept it going. And I think, you know, throughout these last couple years at, at, towards the end of my 20s here, 
I have feel better about myself. Like, obviously, we still get like, who's that wicked witch of the West in the mirror staring back at me? I'm like, what? What? Why is that looking like that? Um, but <laughs> but most of the time, you know, it's a little bit better. And I think I just feel more comfortable with myself. And obviously that's a work in progress that, you know, we're working on in therapy and just obviously on my own. But I just feel like I just feel better. I feel like, you know, this is kind of the person I've been like wanting to be. It's the best parts of myself. I love I love that I'm loud and obnoxious. Whatever. People have been telling me to be quiet for my whole life. No. You know, um, I like that I make I think when I exude confidence, it makes other people feel confident, makes them feel comfortable, you know, and it's not like in a cocky way, which, you know, that's like a slippery slope. But, you know, it's just feeling good about who I am. And it makes it a lot harder for people who lack confidence and are trying to like dim your light to come in because you're able to say no, like I I don't need you in my life. I don't need you to like me. I'm I'm good with me. Like that's just unmatched. And I'm really proud of how I'm starting to get there. And I think throughout my 30s, I'm going to get just that much better at it. Um, the last thing I said I was taking into my 30s was the podcast. I am so proud of this podcast, which actually leads into my like final final question I got. Um, so it's kind of a halfer, um, a crossover, if you would. Uh, the podcast, because my last question is what I'm proud of at 30. And both the, by both answer, my last answer, my top answer for this was the podcast. You know, I really when I lost radio, felt like I lost a part of myself. And I know I've mentioned this a bunch of times and then getting to start this uh, and, and really taking ownership of those feelings and being like, actually, instead of being super upset about it, I'm going to do something about it. Like that was a big moment for me. And and I'm doing that right now. And that's so cool. You know, that's so cool that I, that I'm able to do that. And I absolutely love being on this podcast and, and people listening and hearing what people think. Like it's so wild, like who listens and just things that they pick up from it that like I don't even notice. You know, I just feel so honored and grateful and and special that you all choose to listen to this podcast, which is like so important to me. And, you know, I, I've heard it so many times from so many different people. Like when something bad happens, it's always like, well, it's content for the podcast. And we love that. We love that. I love that I can share every piece of my life, not all the perfect pieces, you know, a lot of the fucking messy ass shit. And I have somewhere to to share it with you all. And I think that's just so incredibly special. And I'm definitely going to continue it into the 30s. And it's definitely something that I'm so proud of. Um, my other things that I said I was proud of um, I was my next one was my relationship with my parents. In my 30s, I don't take that lightly. I don't take it lightly how un- incredibly uh, close we are. And, you know, I think getting sick again, you know, this year, was just a whole other like light of that, you know, having obviously I lived there um, a few times in the last couple of years. But, you know, going back and, uh, you know, having to really lean on them again is just so special. And I and I don't take it for granted that I have that because I know 
Um, you know, not everybody has a great relationship like that or like lives close enough to be able to do such a thing. And I just feel so lucky um, to have that support system. And then also, you know, with with my friends, I feel like I just got I just got so lucky, so unbelievably lucky to have just the best people in my life. And I am so grateful for that. And I'm so proud to have upkept so many, you know, relationships. And I know that there's a lot of room for improvement on my part on that. But, you know, having these people uh, in, in my life is just like so special to me. And and I'm so glad that we've built like just meaningful, special relationships, you know, which which really led into um, I was I was laughing about this because I was like, oh, I only wanted to do three, but I think I'm going to have to switch it up because a lot like this one's just funny. I feel like I should just be own it and be proud of my wedding resume. Listen, I we 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 should be we should be proud, okay? I do not take it lightly that I have been in this many weddings, but it's like when whenever I'm talking about it, I just it's one of the first things I tell people because I just I I love it so much and it makes me feel, you know, so good that that many people like want me in their lives, but also like wow, we really, we did it. And now I've got this knowledge and I love it. You know, obviously being a bridesmaid 11 times, four of those, a maid of honor, uh, you know, and then DJing two weddings, officiating two weddings. Like that's just a fun shit. I mean, maybe someday I'll be a bride, but it's fine for now. We're, we're okay with that. But the wedding resume is something at 30 that I'm very proud of. And, and really at the end of the day, what I'm most proud of is where I'm at. At this point in my life, you know, I have an apartment by myself and, you know, I moved to a different city and I did all that, you know, obviously with the support of my people, but I also did it alone and I and I live alone and I hesitate saying that because I don't want anyone to come kill me. Uh, so you don't know where I live, so it's fine. Uh, but, you know, I I am really proud of that. I remember, you know, a bestie of the podcast, Julie, came to visit and she was like, look at this place. Like, this is your place, like you alone. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Like that is a big deal. And I personally, especially after Oregon, never thought I was going to be able to do this and I'm doing it. And that's so cool. And I'm working on myself and I'm believing in myself and I'm staying true to the qualities that I love and the people that I love. And I just think that's so wild. I mean, obviously I'm not perfect. She's a fucking hot mess express. Like, did we not remember that I cried over a guy whose name I didn't know? Like whatever. But like, you know, overall doing pretty fucking well, people. And I'm just, you know, I'm just really happy to uh, share such an important milestone in my life with all of you. Cheers to motherfucking 30 years. Holy shit. Um, I have like a great week planned. Obviously, I was supposed to have dinner Monday. I was going to go to the Sharks game last night. Sweet angel bestie Jenna I still came over. Her and I were going to go to the game. And, you know, so I I ended up having her come over. I did learn how to steal my parents' cable and be able to put it on my TV. So that was fun. And so we watched the game. She brought over some snacks. We got chilies. I've been craving chilies. I got the strawberry lemonade. It was so good. She brought over the Rombauer Chardonnay chef's kiss uh, today. Obviously, recording the podcast was big on the list. My dad works in the area, so we're going to have lunch or whatever I think I can eat at the time. Uh, then I'm going to get my hair done. I might get my nails done. I might go to a solo pumpkin patch because like, why the fuck not? 
Uh, and then I'm going to have dinner with a couple friends later on this evening. I kind of forgot to plan something. So um, I'm glad that there's people available to hang out with me. Uh, and then Thursday, I'm going to head home. I, if I'm feeling good, I might go on a date. So maybe next week we'll have some date content. Uh, and then Friday, I'm having a little uh, birthday with my uh, my family. So I get to see my my niece. Like, I'm so excited that at 30, I get to be a hot aunt. That was the goal. So, um, you know, I'm going to hang out with my my sister, my brother-in-law, my niece, my parents. And then Saturday, um, I'm super excited. So, you know, when I was in the hospital, um, that was around the time that I was planning on planning my crazy birthday party. And I just got so fucking stressed out. And I was talking to my dad and he was like, you know, he's like, I could plan you like a little wine tasting thing in Napa, but you're like, I can only do it for two people. So um, I'm bringing a bestie, Como, uh, Kim with me uh, on this like wine tasting extravaganza on Saturday. So that's going to be super fun. I'm really, really excited about that. And then Sunday recovering, you know, and then in a couple weeks, you already know I'm having a big bash. She's extra as fuck. So that's coming. But um, I'm really excited for for the rest of my week. We're going to kick this nausea in the butthole um, specifically. I don't know why it's a hole, but here we are. And yeah, I just wanted to um, to say thank you overall for uh, for joining me on my 30th birthday and for listening to this podcast and helping me make my dreams come true. If you wanted to give me a present, if you would like to like, comment, subscribe, download, especially I don't have a lot of comments. I would love for people to like click on the podcast and see like, hey, this is a good fucking time. Like you might get inspired. You might get indigestion. Um, you might get secondhand embarrassment, but it's a good time overall. It's a great, great, great time. And um, congratulations to Taylor Swift on Midnight's. Uh, I have not spent enough time for me to give a, a wonderful review. I will say that it should come as no surprise to anybody that Vigilante shit is for Shirzy's my favorite song so far. Like so far, I need to give it like the listen it deserves. But obviously, I was busy watching all nine fucking Star Wars movies because why not? Uh, <laughs> but anyways, um, I love you all so much. Thank you. Thank you to everybody who is taking the time to, you know, wish me a happy birthday and celebrate with me. I really appreciate it. Um, thank you to everyone who's made me feel special and supported me and helped me to get to this major milestone. I just, I love you so much. I can't say it enough. I hope you enjoy the podcast. I can't wait to talk to you next week. Okay, bye.